Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on NRM Streamcast. See a man stand over dead dog by a highway in a ditch. Looking down, sort of puzzled, pulling a dog with a stick. He's got his car to flow open out on Highway 31. Like if you stood there long enough, the dog get up and run. back to 1985 to kick off this week's show with the Beat Farmer's interpretation of Bruce Springsteen's Reason to Believe. It's been top of mind since at the end of September we celebrated the 40th anniversary of Springsteen's Nebraska and we paid homage to that a couple of episodes ago. With that in mind, the original plan was to bookend every Rocktober episode with covers of songs from Springsteen's Nebraska. However, Rocktober Part 1 dropped shortly after the untimely passing of the late, great Loretta Lynn, and we couldn't not pay homage to Loretta, which is exactly what we did by bookending the episode with songs by the late, great Loretta Lynn. That episode dropped on October 13th. It was supposed to have dropped on October 8th. There was some minor behind-the-scenes stuff going on that prevented us from doing so. But even so, I was determined that we were going to get at least three Rocktober episodes in. Then what happened? It was a week ago. I was all set to record Rocktober Part 2 when my MacBook took a gainer off the front desk. 
leaving the screen cracked. Did a quick diagnostic check. I was able to still use the machine if I plugged it into another monitor. And what I should have done was just plow through the recording of the show and then taken it to the Genius Bar. What I did was I took it to the Genius Bar. The genius at the Genius Bar said, and this was on a Friday afternoon, mind you, he said, we'll overnight it, they'll fix it, they'll overnight it right back, you'll have it back on Monday. Long story short, I did not have it on Monday. I made two phone calls to Apple the following Monday. One to say, um, where's my laptop? Only to have them go, yeah, no, he should have not promised to get it back to you on Monday. I agree. Last time I took my Mac in, that was an instance where I spilled coffee on it, which, by the way, never do that. I spilled coffee on it, and they under-promised and over-delivered. They said, you'll get it back on Wednesday. I got it back on Monday. So when the dude at the Genius Bar said to me on Friday, I'll get it back on Monday, I believed him because I had hope-colored glasses on. Monday, I didn't have it. I called Apple. They're like, yeah, no, he shouldn't have done that. It will probably take another couple of days. It might take longer if the parts are not in stock. So, well, what are you going to do? And in the meantime, I remembered, hey, I left the, the uh, Apple store without a printout of confirmation or an email of confirmation. And the person said, we'll go ahead and send it to you, which they did not. So I called back later. Again, they were like, yeah, you're absolutely right. He should not have overpromised because he underdelivered. Let's go ahead and send that confirmation to you. And they did. I just was in no mood to throw the dude at the Genius Bar under the bus. I have no idea of what this guy's day was, what his life is. And everybody has an off day. And, well, hey, don't we all overpromise from time to time? Of course we do. So what did I do? I finished doing as much pre-production prep work as I could so that as soon as I got the laptop back, I could rush this episode into production and then quickly rush another episode into production because god damn it i am going to deliver to you a rocktober trilogy if it kills me and universe please do not kill me that is just a figure of speech but i digress we kick off this week's show with the beat farmer's interpretation of springsteen's reason to believe Formed in 1983 in San Diego by the legendary late great country Dick Montana on drums and vocals, Jerry Rainey on guitar and vocals, Buddy Blue on guitar and vocals, and Raleigh Love on bass. Joey Harris replaced Buddy in 1986. They dropped six albums between 1985 and 1995. Their 1985 debut, Tales of the New West, was produced by Steve Berlin of Los Lobos. And that's where that cover of Springsteen's reason to believe comes from. Not only is that one of my favorite Springsteen covers, but it's one of my favorite covers, period. And the Beat Farmers had one hell of a way 
with interpreting the works of others. They had some great original songs of their own, but Reason to Believe was not the only cover crushed by the Beat Farmers. They've recorded superlative versions of the Velvet Underground's There She Goes Again and Neil Young's Powderfinger. However, their most well-known song is this weird little ditty, this delightfully weird little ditty called Happy Boy, which gained national exposure on the Dr. Demento radio show. Country Dick Montana sang lead on that. He went out in the most rock and roll way possible. Country Dick Montana passed from a heart attack on stage in 1995. The surviving members of the Beat Farmers continued playing together in various configurations since his passing. Buddy Blue passed in 2006. The surviving members of the Beat Farmers still play together, most recently on the Outlaw Country Cruise, and will be on board for the West Coast Outlaw Country Cruise. Kicking off this week's show with the Beat Farmers' interpretation of Bruce Springsteen's Reason to Believe, tipping my hand, we will be wrapping up this week's show with another interpretation of Springsteen's Reason to Believe. And with that, hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly, or as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast. And right about now, you're going Greenberg. I'm thrilled to the gills and tickled to tears that you got your macbook back but please for the love of all that is righteous on east street what you got on this week's show that's a great question i would love to tell you we got for you our second rocktober genre review to briefly recap in part one we did a genre review of u.s and uk glam rock we called it glam slam and you may be going what's a genre view it's a word i made up it was inspired by adam kempinar and josh larson of the film spotting podcast who from time to time do something called an oeuvre review where they review the oeuvre of a certain director I thought that was a brilliant idea and decided to steal it for this show, except give it a little tweak, a little zhuzh, if you will. So instead of reviewing a director's oeuvre, we are reviewing musical genres. So this week, our second Rocktober genre review is Trip Hop Tricks and Treats. We're talking the chillest of chill-out music. The downest of down-tempo tunes. The trippiest of trip-hop. That's right, we are going to shed light on the dark and dangerous, smoky, noir, cool, musical neighborhood that is trip-hop. And if you're not familiar with trip-hop, you are in for a treat. Not unlike our genre review of glam rock, where I gave equal time to U.S. and U.K. 70s glam, this time we're giving equal coverage to instrumental trip-hop and vocal trip-hop. Plus, we're going to spend quality time with The Will to Live, the superlative new album from New Jersey's own Titus Andronicus. I have been champing at the bit to share this with you since it dropped in late September I cannot wait for you to hear it. All this and much, much less on this week's show. But first, a friendly reminder that Springsteen's Soul Covers record 
Only the Strong Survive drops on November 11th. 15 covers of soul songs originally recorded by Jerry Butler, Aretha Franklin, The Four Tops, Jimmy Ruffin, and The Supremes, among others. On the last episode, we featured the first pre-release single, a cover of Frank Wilson's Do I Love You? Yes, I Do. We're going to kick off this next set of music with the second pre-release single from the record. The original version of this was a number three three hit in 1985 for the Commodores. You remember the Commodores? They had huge hits, like Three Times a Lady, Lady You Bring Me Up, and of course, Brick House. The Commodores started off as a hardcore funk band, but over the years, Lionel Richie emerged as the principal songwriter, and they got a little ballad heavy. Lionel left to pursue a solo career, and the rest is history. Night Shift was proof that they could have a hit after Lionel left. It was co-written by then-lead singer Walter Orange with Dennis Lambert and Franny Gold. It was written as a tribute to Marvin Gaye and Jackie Wilson, both of whom passed in 1984, and it won a Grammy in 1985 for Best Vocal R&B Performance by a Duo or Group. 37 years later, and the boss is putting in some extra hours on the Night Shift. You came and gifted us 
Your love it lifted us higher and higher. Keep it up, and we'll be there at your side. Oh, say you will sing your songs forevermore. Wanna be some sweet sounds coming down on my night shift. I bet you're singing proud Oh, I bet you'll pull a crowd It's gonna be a long night It's gonna be alright On the night shift On the night shift You found another home I know you're not alone On the night shift Wanna miss your sweet voice that soulful noise on the night shift We all remember you Your song is coming through Gonna be a long night It's gonna be alright On the night shift On the night shift You found another home I know you're not alone
calling out to you. Crystal clear We live by 
days You're gonna wake up older With a hole in your pocket And a blade on your shoulder Well, if you break both your legs Oh, don't come running to me I've had a change of heart I've had a change of heart Nobody's winning Don't worry about the rain It's only beginning I never loved you And I always will I had a change of heart I had a change of heart
You've got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. Wrapping up that last set with brand new music from Margot Price, the album Strays drops on January 13th, co-produced by Margot and Jonathan Wilson, and it features appearances by Mike Campbell of Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, as well as Sharon Van Etten and Lucius. Margot's memoir, Maybe We'll Make It, dropped on October 4th from Margot Price's Strays. We heard Change of Heart before that brand new music from Lucero. Lucero's forthcoming record, Should Have Learned By Now, drops on February 24th. From Lucero, we heard One Last F.U. Lucero frontman Ben Nichols says of the new record that it was written in bits and pieces over the last few years. It's a collection of mostly upbeat rock and roll songs that didn't fit the thematically darker two previous albums, Among the Ghosts and When You Found Me. On those records, there was no room for anything that wasn't super serious. If it wasn't intense and brooding, it had to be set aside. But finally, all that fun stuff has a home. One Last F.U. is where this whole new record started. It was a song that was too offensive and goofy to be on the last few Lucero albums. Before that, brand new music from Neil Young and Crazy Horse. World Record drops on November 18th, co-produced by Neil and Rick Rubin. Despite the fact that the world has turned into a raging dumpster fire over the past three years, that hasn't stopped Neil and Crazy Horse from staying busy. They dropped Colorado in 2019, Barn in 2021, and the archival releases way down in the rust bucket in 2021 and Toast earlier this year. At the top of the set, Brand new music from Bruce Springsteen, Only the Strong Survive, drops on November 11th, a collection of 15 soul covers, and we heard Bruce at the top of the set with his interpretation of the Commodore's Night Shift. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We are here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast. Speaking of NRM Streamcast... You know, there are so many awesome shows you can check out on NRM Streamcast, and a lot of them are shows you can actually watch. You can go ahead and download the NRM Streamcast app to your TV and watch a lot of these NRM Streamcast shows. The app is free to download. It costs you nothing to enjoy any of the shows, and I want to call specific attention to 11 Mile Sessions Live, hosted by my old friend Scott Boatwright way back in the day when this show was a mere mortal radio show. Scott and I both had shows at WHFR.FM on the campus of Henry Ford College in Dearborn, Michigan, and Scott hosted this awesome avant-garde show. I think it was on Sunday afternoons. Nicest guy in the world, very laid back, and he brought in 
in a lot of avant-garde artists to play live in the studio, and that was one of the benchmarks of his show. And with 11 Mile Sessions Live, he continues to bring in artists to play live. He spins a lot of great homegrown Motor City music, and you can watch the show live Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. And there are so many ways you can check it out. If you're going to catch it live, you can catch it live on either nrmstreamcast.com or at 11milesessionslive.com. And that's the number 11 as opposed to spelling it out. All episodes are archived at both nrmstreamcast.com and 11milesessionslive.com. And you can subscribe to it as an audio podcast wherever you find your podcasts. The latest episode features an interview with Chris Impelitary and a live performance from Wide Track. I can't recommend the show highly enough. 11 Mile Sessions Live. Check it out live on Thursday nights or catch up with the archive. You've got 27 episodes to get caught up on right now. Moving right along, we're going to kick off our second Rocktober genre review. Trip Hop Tricks and Treats. We're going to kick things off with a fistful of instrumental trip-hop selections. But before we do that, there may be some of you out there who don't know trip-hop from a flip-flop, and that's okay. Trip-hop is a musical genre, also sometimes known as down-tempo, that originated in the early 90s in the United Kingdom, especially in Bristol. It's been described as a psychedelic fusion of hip-hop and electronica with slow tempos and an atmospheric sound, often incorporating elements of jazz, soul, funk, reggae, dub, R&B, and other forms of electronic music, as well as sampling from movie soundtracks and other eclectic sources. The style emerged as a more experimental variant of breakbeat from the Bristol sound scene of the late 80s and early 90s, incorporating influences from jazz, soul, funk, dub, and rap music. It was pioneered by acts like Massive Attack, Tricky, and Portishead. The term was first coined in a 1994 Mix Mag piece about American producer DJ Shadow. While putting together this week's show, it became eminently clear that we divide the two parts of our trip-hop genre review into vocal trip-hop and instrumental trip-hop. And quite honestly, it was a lot of instrumental trip-hop that really sparked my love affair with this genre that endures to this day. In the process of doing so, I stumbled upon the realization that in my personal collection, I have more examples a vocal trip-hop than I do instrumental trip-hop. However, I wanted to kick off our genre view of trip-hop with a coin flip to the instrumental side of trip-hop. I'm taking you to ground zero. This is where my love affair with the genre began. It begins with one album and more specifically, one song. With their 1998 debut, Moon Safari, Nicolas Godin and Jean-Benoit Dunkel, the French duo from Versailles known as Air, blew my mind. Hands down, one of the sexiest, swankiest, smoky, noir, coolest albums ever recorded. It took space-age bachelor pad music 
into the next millennium. They went on to release six full-length studio albums, eight if you count the soundtracks for The Virgin Suicides and Music Museum, the latter being a limited edition release that I was blissfully unaware of. 24 years later, Moon Safari remains one of my all-time favorite albums. La Femme d'Argent, translated from French to English, The Silver Woman, is not only one of my favorite songs and my all-time favorite instrumental song, but in my humble opinion, it's also one of the best opening tracks ever.
by virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast, and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com, where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. In that last set, the first part of our second Rocktober genre review, Trip Hop Tricks and Treats, at the top of the set, clocking in at 7 minutes and 7 seconds. Air from their 1998 debut, Moon Safari and La Femme d'Argent, followed immediately by a track from an album that sounds like it was highly influenced by Moon Safari. The very first time I heard Zero Seven was in a Barnes & Noble. From the moment I heard Give It Away, I thought to myself, I don't know who this is, but it sounds like whoever it is spent a lot of time studying Air's Moon Safari. I need to know who this band is right now, and I need to put this record in heavy rotation. Of course, this was in 2001, years before we had something called Shazam, so I had to use the technology called go up to the person behind the counter and say, excuse me, could you tell me what this intoxicating piece of music is that we're currently listening to? And they said, it's 07, and I made a mental note of it. I've been a fan of 07 ever since then. 07 is the British duo of Henry Binns and Sam Hardacre. After studying sound engineering, they got their start in the 90s at Mickey Most's R.A.K. Studios, engineering records for the likes of Pet Shop Boys, Robert Plant, Lenny Kravitz, Sneaker Pimps, Terry Collier, and Lamb Chop. The first time they worked under the name 07 was when Radiohead approached them about remixing Climbing Up the Walls. 07 full-length debut, Simple Things, dropped in 2001, featuring their first of many collaborations with a then-unknown singer by the name of Sia. Four albums under their belt, Simple Things in 2001, When It Falls in 2004, The Garden in 2006, and 2008's Yeah Ghost. From 07's Simple Things, we heard Give It Away, smack dab in the middle of the set, a song I kinda sorta slept on for several years, a song that I heard quite often in the 90s without realizing it was them. Let me give you a little context. From the mid-90s through the early 2000s, I was a huge fan of the public radio program This American Life. Still a fan, despite the fact that I haven't listened in several years, but one of the cool things about this show, in addition to the world-class badass storytelling contained within, was the impeccable taste in bumper music. And one of the pieces of music I enjoyed the most was the song that we played in the middle of the set. So it had been several years since I'd listened to This American Life. And fast forward to earlier this year, it's a Saturday afternoon, 
taking my mom out to lunch and we are walking around this open air food court scenario thing and they've got some pretty badass music being piped throughout the complex and i hear this song and i'm going i know this song this is one of those songs that they used as bumper music on this american life and i forgot how much i dug this song so since i had the shazam technology i went ahead and learned it was nightmares on wax i'd heard the name before and now i had a melody to connect to the name Nightmares on Wax is a gnome de plume of British DJ and producer George Evelyn, a.k.a. DJ Ease, and he spells Ease all caps as if it were an acronym. Hailing from Leeds, he originally started Nightmares on Wax as a group project in 1988. Their debut, A Word of Science, the first and final chapter, dropped in 1991. They've dropped nine albums between 1991 and 2021, smack dab in the middle of that set. From their 1991 debut, A World of Science, we heard Nightmares on Wax with Night's Interlude. Following Nightmares on Wax, straight out of the Big Apple, Groove Collective formed in 1990. Gary Katz, best known for his work with Steely Dan, discovered them and helped them get signed to Reprise Records and produce their self-titled debut. Six studio albums and four live albums released between 1994 through 2007. This is how world-class badass Groove Collective is. Members have worked with the likes of Prince, Tupac Shakur, D'Angelo, Steely Dan, Curtis Mayfield, John Zorn, the Scatolites, Pharaoh Sanders, Celia Cruz, and Michelle and Cello. Let's face it, we could have stopped after Prince. But the rest of that list is pretty damn impressive. From Groove Collectives, It's All in Your Mind, we heard Time Pilot, and we wrapped things up with a song that you may recognize as the theme from the critically acclaimed and wildly popular AMC series, Mad Men, which, let's face it, was the show that put AMC on the map. The song's called A Beautiful Mine, the artist, RJD2. Born Ramble John Crone in Eugene, Oregon, raised and based in Columbus, Ohio, he started making music in 1993 and signed to LP's definitive Jux label in 2002. 13 albums under his belt between 2002 and 2022, including four collaborative albums. He's remixed albums for the likes of Massive Attack, Yola Tango, and Nightmares on Wax. It's important to note that A Beautiful Mind as a piece of music existed before Matthew Weiner created Mad Men. The original version was a collaboration between RJD2 and rapper AC Alone. Weiner had originally approached Beck about using one of his songs as the theme, but he turned them down. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast. Moving right along, we are going to spend some quality time right now with the superlative new album from Titus Andronicus. Album number seven from Titus is called The Will to Live. I have been digging the crap out of this record since it dropped on September 30th. 
Titus Andronicus formed in 2005 in Glenrock, New Jersey. Frontman and principal songwriter Patrick Stickles is the lone constant. A Most Lamentable Tragedy was our number one album of 2015. Keyboardist Matt Money Miller passed away during the making of this album, and Stickles wrote many of the songs about him in the wake of his death. Not only was Miller a founding member of Titus Andronicus, but he was Stickles' best friend and his cousin. As a matter of fact, the two kids on the front cover of Titus's A Productive Cough album, that's Stickles and Miller as kids. A Will to Live dropped on September 30th. I started spinning the crap out of it immediately. It hit me like a ton of bricks from the get-go. This music boasts so much immediacy, and it kicks off with a killer triple shot of rock and roll that goes straight to the head, the heart, and the soul. From my view in the cheap seats, it's the best thing they've done since A Most Lamentable Tragedy. It was such a treat to see them at the Jam Room Festival in Columbia on October 1st. One of their first shows of the tour they played the night before at the Cat's Cradle, but my friends Todd, Ken, and I decided to hightail it to Columbia for the Jam Room Festival, which is one of the best-kept secrets of the festival season each year. Why more people don't know about this, I do not know. All I know is in 2019, they had Waxahachie, X-Hex, and John Moreland. In their inaugural year, they had the Hold Steady, as well as the late great Justin Towns Earl, Dead Confederate, and the Woggles. In subsequent years, they've hosted the Mountain Goat, Super Chunk, and Sun Vault. And the best part is, this is a free festival. It's a glorified street fair in the best way possible. This year, the draws were Titus Andronicus and Clap Your Hands Say Yeah. Titus wasn't even the headliner, but that's who we were there for. We got there early enough to, to watch a bunch of the other bands, and my friend Todd noted that Patrick Stickles was walking around. I happened to be wearing my Most Lamentable Tragedy Tour shirt. Before we knew it, Patrick Stickles started walking towards my friends and I and asked us how we were doing, asked us how we were enjoying the festival, shook our hands, and he noted that I was wearing the Most Lamentable Tragedy Tour shirt and made it a point to tell me that the shirt is now a rarity. I made it a point to tell him that Most Lamentable Tragedy was my favorite album of 2015, and he couldn't have been nicer. I made the conscious decision to not ask him to take a picture with us because I didn't want to annoy him. Of course, fast forward to the next day when other people posted pictures that they had taken with Patrick Stickles on their Instagram. You live and you learn. But I got called out from the stage. We were way up front. It was one of the best rock shows I've seen of the year. And Patrick recognized me, called me out once again, let everybody know that the shirt I was wearing was a rarity and it totally made my night. But let's get back to the new record, shall we? I keep stumbling over the right words to express how much I love this new record from Titus Andronicus. So I'm going to let Pitchfork do the heavy lifting, and this is what they have to say about it. The New Jersey Band's seventh album is a hero's journey powered by indomitable life force and spirited classic rock-inspired songwriting. It's a rollicking good time and their best record in years.
See who stands in his right hand.
you've got three ways to connect with us on social media. Number one, like Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay on Facebook. Number two, follow us on Twitter at Exile on E Street. And number three, like us on Instagram at Exile on E Street. Same as Twitter, making it extra convenient. Or if you want to kick it old school, drop us an email. Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay at gmail.com. A fistful of tracks in that last set from The Will to Live, the brand new record from Titus Andronicus. We kicked things off with the instrumental opener, My Mother is Going to Kill Me, followed by I'm Screwed. Important to note that I'm is parenthetical. Smack dab in the middle of the set, I cannot be satisfied. Followed by the seven minute plus an anomaly, and we wrapped things up with All Through the Night. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here as close to weekly as we can get right here on NRM Streamcast. Speaking of NRM Streamcast, you know, there are so many awesome shows you can check out on NRM Streamcast. And a lot of them are shows you can actually watch. You can go ahead and download the NRM Streamcast app to your TV and watch a lot of these NRM Streamcast shows. The app is free to download. It costs you nothing to enjoy any of the shows. And I want to call specific attention to 11 Mile Sessions Live, hosted by my old friend Scott Boatwright way back in the day when this show was a mere mortal radio show. Scott and I both had shows at whfr.fm on the campus of Henry Ford College in Dearborn, Michigan. And Scott hosted this awesome avant-garde show. I think it was on Sunday afternoons. Nicest guy in the world. Very laid back. And he brought in a lot of avant-garde artists to play live in the studio. And that was one of the benchmarks of his show. And with 11 Mile Sessions Live, he continues to bring in artists to play live. He spins a lot of great homegrown Motor City music and you can watch the show live Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. And there are so many ways you can check it out. If you're going to catch it live, you can catch it live on either nrmstreamcast.com or at 11milesessionslive.com. And that's the number 11 as opposed to spelling it out. All episodes are archived at both nrmstreamcast.com and 11milesessionslive.com. And you can subscribe to it as an audio podcast wherever you find your podcasts. The latest episode features an interview with Chris Impelitary and a live performance from Wide Track. I can't recommend the show highly enough. 11 Mile Sessions Live. Check it out live on Thursday nights or catch up with the archive. You've got 27 episodes to get caught up on right now. Moving right along, I want to take care of a little unfinished business from the previous episode before we move along to the second half of our trip hop genre review. During our first Rocktober genre review I posed the trivia question during our segment on 70s U.S. glam. Of the six bands featured in that set, three of them have something in common. Which three bands are they, and what do they have in common? I promised I would reveal the answer in the second half of the show, and I did not, so I suck. Regardless, here's the answer. 
of the six U.S. bands and or artists featured in our Glam Slam genre review, the three who share something in common are the New York Dolls, the Tubes, and Sparks. What do they have in common? They have all, at one point or another in their careers, had a record produced by Todd Rundgren. Moving right along to our last full set of this week's show and the second half of our second Rocktober genre review, Trip Hop Tricks and Treats. In the first hour, we shared with you a fistful of trip hop instrumentals, and now we're going to get vocal in our appreciation of the genre. Massive Attack is one of the bands that's most often credited as being one of the pioneers of the genre. The British trip-hop collective formed in 1988 in Bristol by graffiti artist turned rapper Robert 3D Del Naja, musician and rapper Adrian Tricky Thaws, and DJs Andrew Mushroom Vowles, and Grant Daddy G. Marshall. Their debut album, Blue Lines, dropped in 1991. They've got five albums under their belt released between 1991 and 2010. Blue Lines and their third album, Mezzanine, are on Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. Guest vocalists on subsequent albums that followed Blue Lines include, but are not limited to, Tracy Thorne of Everything But The Girl, Elizabeth Frazier of The Cocteau Twins, and Sinead O'Connor. The track we're going to kick off this set with, Safe From Harm, features Sharon Nelson and Robert Del Naja on the vocals. The bass, guitar, and drums are sampled from legendary drummer Billy Cobham's recording Nexus. The song also includes samples from Funkadelic's Good Old Music and Herbie Hancock's Chameleon. While the song never charted in the U.S., it did reach number 25 in the U.K., Go! 
I was, I was looking back to see if you were looking back at me to see me looking back at you. I was, I, 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 I was looking back to see if you were looking back at me to see me looking back at you.
by virtue of the fact that you are currently listening, you need no further assistance finding the Debts No Honest Man Can Pay podcast. However, your friends may need a little assistance. In which case, be a good friend and tell them they can find us pretty much everywhere you find such things. Places like Apple, Google, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Castro, Radio Public, CastBox, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And while you're at it, tell them we archive every episode of the podcast and they're conveniently found at debtsnohonestmancanpay.com where they will also find every playlist of every episode dating back to April 2003 when we were just a mere mortal radio program. Regardless of where you get the podcast, please leave us a rating or a review. We love it. With that, let's get back to the show. In that last set, the second half of our second Rocktober genre review, Trip Hop Tricks and Treats. Whereas we focused on instrumental trip-hop in the first half, the second half featured trip-hop tracks with vocals. At the top of the set, Massive Attack from their 1991 debut Blue Lines and Safe from Harm, featuring Shara Nelson and Robert 3D Del Naja on the vocals. We followed that up with Six Underground from Sneaker Pimp's 1996 debut Becoming X. Sneaker Pimps were founded in 1994 in Hartlepool, England, when keyboardist Liam Howe and guitarist Chris Comer recruited lead singer Kelly Alley, then known as Kelly Dayton, as well as guitarist Joe Wilson and drummer Dave Westlake. The band takes its name from an article the Beastie Boys published in their Grand Royal magazine about a man they hired to track down classic sneakers. Six Underground was one of the most iconic songs of the 90s, featured in numerous movies and TV shows. Smack dab in the middle of that set, we heard the music of more Morchiba. Morchiba is an English band that formed when DJ and producer Paul Godfrey and his brother, multi-instrumentalist Ross Godfrey, moved from the small town of Saltwood to London and met vocalist Sky Edwards at a party in Greenwich in the mid-90s. Their debut, Who Can You Trust, dropped in 1996. Morchiba first popped up on my radar with the 1995 single Trigger Hippie, which also appeared on that album. Morchiba's got 10 albums under their belt released between 1996 and 2021. Their fourth album, Charango, made our top 10 in 2002, which is significant seeing as this show did not start until 2003. Regardless, I was still making top 10 lists before there was a show to be had. Charango featured appearances by rappers Slick Rick and Pace One, as well as Kurt Wagner of Lamb Chop and legendary session bassist Pino Palladino. From Morchiba's Charango, we heard Slow Down. Also in that set... Vanessa Dow from one of the sexiest albums ever recorded. If you go back to episode 73, you'll hear a rather illuminating conversation with our friend Metanoia, who hosts the Four Play Goes South podcast and live storytelling series about sexy music. 
we each presented our top five sexiest albums, and Vanessa Dow's Zipless was on my list. Vanessa Dow is an American singer, songwriter, poet, visual artist, and dancer. Her work is known among new jazz, trip-hop, and electronic music circles for her trademark spoken word and breathy singing style, as well as its erotic and literary subtexts. Dow was born and spent her early childhood in St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands, relocated in Massachusetts in 1984 to attend boarding school, attended Vassar College for two years, and spent several years in New York City. Hell's Kitchen. Before earning a scholarship to study dance at Columbia University, she studied choreography, visual art, and poetry while she was there, and ultimately graduated cum laude with a visual arts and art history degree from Barnard College of Columbia University, and frequently performed during her senior year at the university's on-campus poetry lounge. While still a student, Dow recorded for one of New York's underground electronica labels. Demos she'd recorded caught the attention of a couple of DJs and they invited her to provide guest vocals on a track. That led to that label's top-selling single, It Could Not Happen, which was later released in the UK. Dow's underground success brought her to the attention of Columbia Records, who signed her to a seven-album deal. Dow and her then-husband Peter, along with their band, the Dow dropped head music in 1992. The album enjoyed moderate success and received praiseworthy reviews in the New York Times, Cream, and Billboard. The album's first single, Surrender Yourself, reached number one on Billboard's dance chart. Creative disagreements, however, with Columbia would see Dow negotiate out of her contract. Her first album as a solo artist dropped in 1995. That was Zipless. Zipless was inspired by the writing of Erica Zhang, especially her 1973 novel, Fear of Flying. More accurately, Zipless found Vanessa and Peter Dow setting Erica Zhang's words to music. This resulted in some of the most smoldering, smoky noir cool trip-hop I've ever had the pleasure of listening to. Zhang's book was famously controversial for its attitudes towards female sexuality and figured prominently in the development of second-wave feminism. According to the Washington Post, Fear of Flying sold more than 20 million copies worldwide. How did Vanessa and Peter Dow get permission to set Erica Zhang's words to music? Erica Zhang is Peter Dow's aunt. From Vanessa Dow's Zipless, we heard Sunday Afternoons wrapping up our Rocktober genre view of trip-hop tricks and treats, the music of Portishead. Portishead's yet another English band, formed in 1991 in Bristol, named after Portishead Somerset, eight miles west of Bristol. Portishead is vocalist Beth Gibbons, producer Jeff Barrow, and musician Adrian Utley. Engineer Dave McDonald is sometimes referred to as their fourth member. Their debut 1994's Dummy won the 1995 Mercury Prize for Album of the Year in sold 150,000 copies in the U.S. before they even toured here. It's number 419 on Rolling Stone magazine's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time, and it's often considered one of the greatest trip-hop albums to date and a milestone in the definition of the genre. 
Dummy was followed up in 1997 with their self-titled second album and their third album, titled Third, dropped in 2008. The first single from the album, Sour Times, reached number 13 in the UK, number 53 in the US, and it was number 5 on Billboard's alternative airplay chart. I remember it being all over alt-rock radio at the time. However, what we heard in that set was Glory Box. Never charted in the States, but reached as high as number 13 in the UK. Once again, going back to episode 73, Metanoia listed Portishead's Dummy as one of her top five sexiest albums. Hey everybody, it's Debt's No Honest Man Can Pay. My name is Greenberg. Thank you so much for joining us. We're here weekly, or as close to weekly as we can get, right here on NRM Streamcast. And right about now, we are going to wrap things up much in the same way that we kicked things off. And we kicked things off with the Beat Farmer's interpretation of Bruce Springsteen's Reason to Believe, we are going to wrap things up with another interpretation of Springsteen's Reason to Believe, this time from Amy Mann and Michael Penn. Amy Mann studied at the Berklee College of Music in Boston, was briefly in ministry between the breakup of her band Young Snakes and the formation of her next band. You may remember them. They were called Till Tuesday. They had a number eight hit in 1985 with Voices Carry, which reportedly was written about Al Jorgensen of Ministry. When I was doing research for this week's show, I had no idea that Amy Mann was briefly in ministry. So that was a fun fact for me to learn. After the breakup of Till Tuesday, Amy Mann embarked on a critically acclaimed solo career highlighted by a 2000 Best Original Song Oscar nomination for the song Save Me from P.T. Anderson's film Magnolia. Her album Mental Illness won a 2018 Grammy for Best Folk Album. She also tours and records with singer-songwriter Ted Leo as The Both, and she's been married to critically acclaimed singer-songwriter Michael Penn since 1997. Michael is the brother of Sean Penn. His song No Myth from his 1989 debut March was a number 13 hit in the U.S. and reached number 4 on Billboard's Modern Rock chart. Five albums released between 1985 and 2005, not to mention he's composed scores for countless films and TV shows, including P.T. Anderson's Heart 8 and Boogie Nights. In 2000, Sub Pop Records released Badlands, a tribute to Bruce Springsteen's Nebraska. From that compilation, we are wrapping up this week's show with Amy Mann and Michael Penn's interpretation of Springsteen's Reason to Believe. And with that, everybody have a great week. Take care, be safe, and remember, the dogs on Main Street howl because they understand. Standing over a dead dog Lying by the highway in a ditch He's looking down, kind of puzzled Poking that dog with a stick Got his car door flung open He's standing out on Highway 31 Like if he stood there long enough That dog get up and run 
certainly kind of funny Seemed kind of funny, certainly Still at the end of every hard day People find some reason to blame Find some reason to believe 